0: Welcome to the Jackson as Church podcast. This is a podcast designed to give you an inside look into the ministries and the people of Jackson Church in Jackson, Michigan. Let's get started. Welcome to the Jackson As church podcast. This is James. I'm the executive pastor at Jackson As church, and I'm happy to be back with you again, hosting this episode. Uh, this time we have pastor crystal, our kids and family pastor and pastor Anna, our youth pastor here with us to talk about camp. Welcome ladies. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Hey, (laughs) thanks. Hey guys.
0: So we talk about camp every like late spring, early summer uh, in our adult services. We talk about why we like to send kids to camp, and we ask for donations for scholarships so that kids can go to camp. Uh, And and I just thought it'd be great to have uh, Anna and Crystal here because they're connected to camp. Um, They obviously like they help kids go they go to the camp and check on how things are going and even serve there sometimes and uh i just wanted them to share a little bit about um what happens at camp and like some of the things that they see you know either at camp or as a result of camp back here at the church and so we're just going to have a conversation about that today so we were talking before we started recording uh crystal you've been on staff for uh, about 15 years here at Jack's NAS. Almost
2: 16. Almost yeah, 16. Yeah.
0: And how many of those years have you been involved with camp?
2: Um, All of them, but I think about two because I didn't go when I had my kids. So, yeah, all about two.
0: Yeah. Two, so, like, yeah. about 14.
2: Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of camps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in and a, and a lot of those, you've been, like, the main speaker, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you did that this year. Um, what, uh, what did you talk about at camp this year?
2: Oh, it was really fun. The overall uh, theme for all of the camps this year was the great adventure, and so I had um, kind of the idea of move as our staple word for the for the week. And so it was every great adventure starts with a good move. And so on night one, we just started off talking about how who takes the first move, and it's always God takes the first move toward us. Um, his He sent His Son to be present with us, and so we started the it out that way. And then and throughout the week, we just talked about how God calls us to move. After that, and so uh, camp always involves a lot of fun, moving games, and so of course we work that into the messages. And the kids are up, they're down, they're doing cartwheels and anything else I can get them to do.
0: <laughs> so how many? Yeah how how many messages do you preach at kids camp?
2: Um, they, they go to chapel every evening. So, uh, what's that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got to get my fingers out here uh, like five. So every night, yeah. Five. Oh. And then Friday morning before they leave.
0: Yeah. So that's like, it's like a month plus worth of Sunday morning services basically in one week for our kids. Right. Um, and, uh, you do music too.
2: They do music there. And I have in the past led praise and worship, but I didn't this year. They try to get a lot of different people from the district. So other mm-hmm. children's pastors might be leading worship one time. And that's always fun. Cause the kids get to hear some new worship songs and we bring new worship songs that we've learned back. Like I've brought a couple back that we're going to introduce in kid city and to get the kids pumping and that's praising. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Pumping
0: and praising. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, uh, Chapel every evening and then Friday morning. Um, so what are the kids doing during the day?
2: Oh, they they do a really good job at having lots of activities available uh, for the kids to do. It's, it, for the most part, it's pretty structured. And um, they, you know, they have... Oh, in the morning they have missionaries too. I should mention that. Mm. That's a really nice thing about camp that they introduce for many times. Some of our kids, maybe their first time hearing from a missionary. And uh, so it, they have one missionary family that speaks every morning and the kids get a chance to hear that. And many of them get called to missions. I think mm. in the, in a kid's life, they may be like, oh, I remember hearing that missionary and maybe God's calling me to missions. So
0: like little, little parentheses, just in case anybody listens to to this and they're like, what is she talking about missionary? Like, I don't even know what that is. What is a missionary?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously we always say a missionary can be someone who talks about Jesus and leads people to Jesus right here in our own town and community, but oftentimes it's someone who may go overseas. Um, and so this family, family particularly was from overseas. And so they talk about their country that they're serving and the people that they're living breathing and working with, and also about their ministry in the midst of that, telling them how they um, talk about Jesus, whether it be in a small Bible study with a community over there or something along those lines. And they're all funded and supported by the local churches. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that Jackson has is a part of Giving to Missions as well. So we're very much a part of their ministry overseas, and the kids get to see and hear that and hear stories of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Like, so in the Church of the Nazarene, not to get like on a uh, too far down this like tangent, right? But we, when people give to the church, a portion of what's given goes to international missions. Uh, It goes to like this global missions fund. And this is true of all local Nazarene churches. We give to this global missions fund. So that's when you say like, Jackson has helped support these missionaries. That's how we do it. Yep. Is we send a portion of what we what we receive to the like global headquarters, and then they distribute that yeah. um, all over the world. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so great to be able to support people who are taking the good news of Jesus to places around the world where uh, people don't have um, easy access to it, like we do here. Yeah. Um, interestingly, there are countries that are sending missionaries to the United States, um, where we do have easy access to the gospel, but they're like, those people need to hear more about Jesus. (laughs) So there are missionaries everywhere. Um, anyway, so cool.
2: Yeah, so that's like the beginning of every yeah. day they get to hear that and then throughout the rest of the day they have all kinds of activities on their schedule and they have like a rotation and the kids make sure make sure everyone gets to do some of the activities. Like they have fishing and they have a beautiful swimming area that they get to go swimming in the lake and they have um painting, arts and crafts, they have like these pedal carts and water games and of course the famous snack bar that they just cannot wait to get to the snack bar with all of their money to buy sugary sweets for their entire week
0: without (laughs) parents there to tell them to pace themselves. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. That's awesome. And that sounds like a lot of fun for our kids and like a jam packed week of like awesome opportunity for spiritual growth, right? Awesome opportunity for kids to learn a lot about Jesus and what he wants for their life right now at camp infused with cool opportunities like hearing from missionaries and all of these different fun things that they get to do. And they get to meet kids from all over our part of Michigan from different churches too, yeah. which is really cool. Anna, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, youth camp. I'm sure there are similarities with kids camp, but I'm sure obviously because we're talking about preteens and teenagers that there are some differences too.
1: Yeah, so this year, uh, both for middle school and for high school week, the speakers were a variety of youth pastors from across the district. Um, And the vision was kind of to help kids kind of get to know some of those leaders uh, from our different churches and to hear from them. And then in the mornings, I know that they did a sort of tangible like what does it mean for you to follow Jesus like when you're not at camp, you know, or when you are at camp? Also, when you go home, like how do you read scripture? How do you worship? How do you, um, you know, spend time with him trying to just give them those practical tools and time to actually practice them? Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then in the afternoons, there's a mix of like group activities um, and evenings as well. And then also just some just like choose your own adventure kind of free time. Uh, since they're a little older. And so they can choose like, do I want to go down the zip line and then go swimming? Do I want to go paint pottery? Am I just going to hang out at the snack shack? Like what's going to happen? And usually it's a mix of those activities and then group games that they play or relays. Um, One thing, one evening activity that our kids were excited about this year was the silent disco that they held. So if you've never heard of a silent disco, basically everybody goes and I think they, you know, encouraged them to dress up and like fun neon clothes and stuff and then they have like a dance party but they all wear headphones um and so there's no music playing in the open air, they're all just hearing it through their headphones, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of the surreal experience that if you take your headphones off, people are singing and having a good time, and but there's no music playing, you know. <laughs> and then you put your headphones back on and um, kind of join the party. So. That has
0: to be so funny <laughs> to yeah, watch. They were really excited <laughs> about that. I saw a TV show uh recently where they like the main characters show walked into one of these silent discos and it was they were like what in the world is happening and they're looking around and people are like bouncing around and moving their arms and legs and dancing and there was no music and i just thought that's hilarious but in the airpod generation that we live in like that makes a lot of sense everybody's got things in their ears listening to stuff all the time so That's really funny, but they loved it, right?
1: Yeah, they loved it. Yeah, So that was something I definitely heard about um, from their experience.
0: Excellent, excellent. So uh, before we started recording, you were talking about like uh, one of the, and you shared this with me like right after camp, one of the cool things that you saw from camp wasn't even like what happened at camp, but it was what you saw with our uh, youth when they came back. From camp, I want you to talk about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so both and. So I always say, I mean, relationships, connections, friendships, community are so important for all of us, um, but that's just like what youth live and breathe. Um, that's their whole world. And so we want to always have opportunities to foster that in a positive way through youth ministry. And so connections are formed, I think, through consistency and shared experiences. And so we try to do that in the week-after-week programming That we have through Jackson's youth. But when you can get a group of kids to camp, that's like taking so many hours that would be spread out over months and years and just condensing them into one experience, one shared experience. And it gives them an opportunity to get to know each other in a different way. Um, And they just kind of live life together for the week. And so middle school camp, I got to drop in on for a day and it was like a Thursday maybe. And so When I went, they were already well-established into their routine and their life there at camp. So it was just really fun to kind of interrupt that um, and come in and see how excited they were um, to see me come, but also excited that they were just to be together and to have this camp experience that they did. Um, And you just got to see that energy that they were forming and the friendships that were being built that I've seen uh, continue after camp. And then with high school ministry, we, um, I wasn't able to get out there to camp, unfortunately that week, but when they came home, they came home with all of that camp energy. And so not only did I hear about it before youth group on Sunday, but then once we were at youth group on Sunday, it was as if that camp energy was continuing on. And so after youth group that night, um, they had this like spontaneous, like 40 minute karaoke, um, dance session kind of thing that happened that you know we didn't plan but it was just like they were that excited just to be together and to have this like celebration kind of tone and to just enjoy the energy that they had all week long carrying over now into coming back home
0: That's awesome. One one of the things that uh I love about youth ministry at our church. And this is true of kids ministry too is we have kids uh and teenagers here from at least four different school districts, um, probably more than that, and homeschoolers and kids who go to private school and charter schools too. So they're from all over the place, uh, from like Stockbridge all the way over to like Albion and then as far in both directions, probably north and south as well. And so they come together and they they connect and they make some friendships while they're at church but, you yeah, know, they're only here for like an hour or two on Sundays. And so those connections and relationships can only go so deep. And camp provides opportunity to strengthen those and deepen those, uh, not only with Kids Day and other teenagers they go to church with, but, but from other churches as well. Um, and people they might not normally interact with, like with, with high school, and I'm sure middle school too, we see a lot of um, like self- Uh, division between genders, like lots of girls hang out together, lots of guys hang out together, and there's some mixing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but these have been my observations. Um, And uh, so, like, I know my kids, they tend to hang out with, like, my daughter hangs out with girls mostly, and my son hangs out with boys mostly. When they came back from camp, um, especially my son, like, I saw him interacting with, like, guys and girls that I didn't necessarily typically see him interacting with as much before. And maybe that's just what I see as a dad and not necessarily what happens at youth group, but it was super encouraging. Um, and I, and I really appreciated that because it just kind of shined a light on different connections that can happen at camp. And so, yeah, that's great. What, um, Crystal, what was one of your, uh, what was like your last message? You mentioned how you, you, you know, there was chapel every evening and then Friday morning when you sent them out. Like, what did you kind of send them out with for our kids this year?
2: Yeah. Um, like Anna had kind of mentioned about that with the high schoolers, it's like this idea of we go to camp, we have this great experience, but how do we handle it when we leave camp? Like we wanted, we want to send them off with... Now what? Like sometimes camp can be a really high experience, and like um, really, hopefully they they learn some deep spiritual. Um, elements that God is speaking to their hearts and everything, but but then when we leave, co- then when we leave camp, what does that look like? So my last message was really about what happens when we leave camp, and I try to challenge the kids. I said there's this story in the, in the New Testament where Jesus heals this man, and he gets in his boat, and he's going to leave with his disciples, and this man follows behind and tries to get in the boat with them, and he's like, you know, I'm going to go with you, Jesus. Like I'll go wherever. Like we're going to go to. Asia, Africa, wherever we're going, I'm, I'm going to jump in that boat with you. And Jesus says, you know, I, I appreciate that, but I need you to go somewhere else. I need you to go home. And I need you to do everything that you want to do on this great adventure with me, but I need you to do it at home first. Mm-hmm. And so just encourage the kids that all of these things that we talked about all week, the, this great on mission, this great like living for Jesus, um, winning people to Jesus by loving on them and um, giving and all of those things, uh, oftentimes God calls it to start in our homes. And even as a child, like w- we believe wholeheartedly around here that God's... Um, design for kids lives start like now he, he has things for them to do right now in their communities and their homes and their schools. And it starts with them. And, and so anyway, I just, I left them with that. And uh, afterwards um, I had some kids, this, I love this part of speaking at camp afterwards, you know, kids kind of trickle to me as we're walking to the snack shop or as we're walking to lunch. And I had one little boy that, that just talked to me about what home looked like. Mm. And it, it is a mission field. His home was a mission field. And he was like, That's, it's going to be hard. Pastor Crystal's going to be hard there. And I was like, I know it's going to be hard. But the great news is, is, we don't move alone, right? Like Jesus says, He's going to move with you. And when you go to this, go back home and, um, and just got to have a real beautiful heart to wow. heart about what that looked like. And so being in that position as a speaker, oh, it makes, I don't know if it makes me more accessible for them mm-hmm. to, I, I'm not sure what the answer is, but it's beautiful. And I feel fortunate and honored to be able to have those moments.
0: Is that a kid from our church? No, that's what. it was a kid from a
2: different church. Yeah.
0: That's so uh, like my heart just like ripped open when you were saying that, but it's also so beautiful because he wouldn't have any access to you outside of camp. He wouldn't have had access to the message that God gave you for that week outside of camp. And it could very well be that uh, what God said to him through your messages and the other experiences at camp getting to be around other kids who were like learning the same things and hopefully to the best of their ability living out being a Jesus follower at camp or figuring out what that looks like at camp that that could like legitimately change his entire life you know or be a, a major influential factor in change in his life that's Wow, yeah. yeah, and that's part of why it's a big part of why we do camp, yeah, um yeah, wow, that's incredible um so what about uh so the hopefully there will be people listening to this that send their kids to camp um or that have connections with families who who send their kids to camp so the The upside is all of this powerful stuff that can happen to camp, like consistency and shared experiences and impacts like what you just shared. Um, the downside, if you want to call it that, um, it might not be because it's parents aren't there, right? Guardians aren't there. And so they don't get to see all of this firsthand. All they know about it is what kids tell them or what you guys share with them or their own kids, pastors and and youth pastors share when they get back. Um, I mean, that's not totally a downside, right? Because I think kids might, might open up more. Um, because they have some of this freedom uh, and they're kind of like quote unquote on their own for the week. But, um, I, and I keep using the, the word downside just because, well, then how do parents, the question is, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this because I didn't think of it until we were in the middle of the conversation. But when kids come home, how do their parents or guardians uh, capitalize on what happened at camp to help their kids move forward in their journey with Jesus. Like what, what's a, what's a good way to like start a conversation or help the kids figure out a next step. You have any suggestions for our grownups out there?
1: Um, I think just like opening up that conversation and just giving space to listen, right. Um, to maybe, you know, that, car ride home maybe they mostly sleep or maybe they told you a (laughs) hundred stories all at once and you're like oh okay cool but now that some time has passed um like we really don't want camp to just be this they sometimes call it like a camp high where you're like oh man i was on top of the mountain and now it doesn't feel that way anymore you know and that can happen in our relationship with jesus um Where we feel so close and connected because we've separated ourselves from all of the normal routines and distractions of our lives and stepped into this space where we're just focused on one goal throughout the week. Um, And it's kind of multiple goals of getting to know each other, getting to know ourselves, getting to know God. But then when we step out of that again and back into the normal routine, sometimes it feels like we lose that closeness. But the reality is, is we don't lose that closeness with Jesus. We lose the emotion maybe that we had in that moment. Um, but that closeness is so good and so real, um, and so important. And I think that the camp high is so important because I think that gives us a little bit of a picture into what life with Jesus can look like all the time and more, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where, I worked in camps for a long time and one of my coworkers, you know, we were sending kids who had been with us for the whole summer doing some leadership stuff away. And as he prayed near the end of the summer, he said, help them as they go back into this unreal world. So the idea that maybe that closeness that we feel at camp to Jesus and what he's doing in our life is actually the reality that we can be living in all the time. Um, And there's a lot of things that come along to distract us from that. And so all of this to say, just opening up that conversation again so that it doesn't just become a, well, that was cool. Like that felt really awesome to have that experience, um, to let it be something more tangible. Like now that some time has passed, like, hey, what? tell me about camp again. You know, what are some of the things that you loved about when you were there? And then kind of leading into a conversation of like, what are some of the things that you feel like Jesus showed you while you were there? Mm-hmm. And like, how does that happen um, or how does that apply in your life now? You know, probably different words than those, but you know, like, what does that look like today? Like, how can we be close to Jesus today? Do you think he still wants to sell, you know, share things with us that are new today? And of course he does, but opening up that conversation and just giving space to kind of wonder about that and then maybe setting up some like, hey, here's some ways that we can pursue Jesus in the daily and doing that together as a family.
0: That's awesome. Uh, beautiful, great advice. Super practical. Anything to add to that crystal?
2: No, that was great. I was going to say the same (laughs) thing, just conversation. Kids, kids like to talk. Mm -hmm. So keep asking, good, ask good questions, Mm -hmm. open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. Tell me about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't was, was camp fun. Yeah. Did you have a (laughs) good time? Um, were you busy? Are you yes. tired? Yeah. I would add to that. So open-ended questions, have the conversation. It's not too late. So like if, you're, if you sent your kid or you know a kid who went and you're listening to this, like it's not too late to have those conversations. Um, I would say um, pay attention. When kids come back from camp, pay attention to how they're different. Like you will probably see things that are different that they might not even notice about themselves, right? Like maybe they're opening their Bibles more. Maybe they're speaking with a little more kindness. Maybe they're um, navigating life with a little more patience for a period of time. Um, and, and, And don't like observe those things so that you can use them against the kids. Like when you came back from camp, you were super patient and now you're just snapping at me all the time. Not that, but like... Um, but just, but just notice. And when you have that conversation, so you know what, when you came back from camp, I saw this and that was like amazing. Like, where do you, where do you think that came from? Like, how did camp, uh, impact you to like show up that way or whatever, you know, um, some more of those open-ended conversations and pray, like ask your kids how you can pray with them and for them, uh, because prayer is so, so, so important. Well, thank you, uh, Anna and Crystal for, Um, given some time to talk about camp and what happens and some of the impacts that you see, uh, we'll uh, do it again next year. Um, Not like this podcast episode, but camp. So keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, and uh, just keep praying for our kids to be impacted uh, in all sorts of ways uh, in this church and beyond this church. If you don't have a church home, Uh, and you are looking for one, we're here every Sunday, 3905 Clinton Road, Jackson, Michigan, Online. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, If you are a part of our church family, uh, we are so glad that you are. And thanks for worshiping with us. We will uh, catch you guys next time.